Welcome back to the Hey Roadie Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the people of the Ocean State. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone's having such a beautiful day. Hopefully, when you're listening to this, it's nice out. I don't have, like, time traveling powers, so I don't know if the weather's going to be good today. Yeah, it's, it's kind of gloomy. It's really gloomy outside. right now. So I'm hoping that it's, like, sunny and beautiful and a, a perfect spring day. Anyway... I digress. Anywho. <laughs> um, today's episode is with Sarah Williams. She is the head baker of, if you know me in my personal life, you know that she's the head baker of my favorite place in the whole world, which is Seven Stars. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I love Seven Stars more than life itself. Um, that's dramatic, but true. <laughs> no, seriously, though, they are great um, for so many different reasons. They're a great place to work. They have amazing coffees. Obviously, their baked goods are insane. And it was really cool because I know you guys know that I'm not a good cook or baker or anything like that. And I did not realize how much science goes into baking. Mm. And Sarah kind of like gave us like the behind the scenes scoop of how like the changes in seasons affect their bread and like all this stuff. And I was like blown away. Her, she's so smart. She's so creative. She was so much fun to chat with. So yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, I uh, I think that was kind of one of my favorite parts about it. I'm br- I think I bring it up in the episode as well. Um, kind of just the science behind baking. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Baking in general, um, but baking bread more specifically. Um, and as much as I can't have bread i just love it uh, it's yeah. like one of the the worst things about not having gluten is that you can't have like wonderful warm bread i know it makes me sad every day uh sarah did bring us like some goodies from seven stars which was like so generous and so nice and we were like so happy but did you cheat a little bit did you eat any of the of the i think i had something something small my roommates ate, ate all the rest of it. <laughs> lucky roommates <laughs> yeah um yeah but it was so nice that she brought um some bread and some they have this if you if listener if you've never been to seven stars go turn your car around wherever you are go immediately there's plenty of locations you can find one that's close to where you are and order the lemon cake or the lemon muffin i don't know exactly what it's called but it's like a little lemon juicy delicious lemon goodness of happy wonderfulness Go get one she now. Like, she likes it if you can't tell. <laughs> um, yeah, but Sarah was great. Um, it was so fun getting to talk to her. Um, this sort of like chef series that we have going on, it's cool because, you know, we've talked to um, Chef Francis who, um, you know, had one path, Chef Jeannie who had one path, and now Sarah who has like a completely different path. Technically, it's in the same industry, but it's like her trajectory and her education um was so different and i love that's something that i really love about this is like getting to hear everyone's different backstories so yeah it was cool yeah i I mean that was on display when we were doing the brewery stuff too like even though Mm -hmm. everybody's doing similar things they all either came to it in a very different way or go about executing it in a very different way yeah just because people are in the same industry doesn't mean um they're not all interesting to talk to and have completely different stories yeah like look at us nick you're in the podcast realm just to get fame and fortune that's it that's why and i'm just here because i love to talk no i'm just kidding I'm in, it, I'm in it for the dough. Well, yes. we're, we're rolling in all <laughs> that sweet, sweet dough now. Yeah, from Seven Stars, that dough. I... My phone rang, but I don't think anybody would have heard it, but that's yep. okay. But you missed my, you said rolling in the dough, and then I said, yes, yeah, Seven Stars bread dough. Oh, oh shit. See, I missed the see? joke because my friggin' phone rang. See? That so- is a... Friggin' rookie move. That's man. a Ricky rookie move. That's a Ricky Ricky move. Ricky Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> okay, we're we're getting we too silly way now. Way off there. Um, <laughs> one one other thing I just wanted to bring up uh before we let y'all go and so you can listen to the rest of the pod is that we do have our Who to Watch party upcoming. We talked about it in the last intro. Uh, it did get rescheduled. It was supposed to be back in January, but with all the Omicron stuff, um, we got to push it back, which actually turned out to be good because yes. um, it's nicer weather. It is at the Narragansett. Brewery on Takwatan Street in Providence. Uh, they have the big bay doors. Hopefully it'll be nice out. We can open the bay doors. We have, um, there'll be food there. We have a DJ. Uh, we'll have a couple of speakers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We have uh, Rhode Island cruising cocktails, cruising cocktails uh, outside in case you're not a beer drinker. Little um, sister making beautiful treats. Little sister making beautiful treats. We have uh, our Who to Watch folks will be there. Anybody, all the people that you listen to on the podcast should be there. You'll get a chance to meet everybody. Yay! 
and celebrate uh, all the cool things that they're doing. So, and obviously the party is sponsored by Narragansett and Johnson & Wales, which thank you guys so much for doing that. We love you. Yes, they're the best. Uh, so hopefully you can make it. Um, you can grab tickets uh, through our website. There's a link on our website. You yeah. can also... Go to eventbrite.com and search for Who to Watch 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, any way you get Slice It, you can find a, a ticket somewhere. See now- Slice It, bread. We're, <laughs> we're back on topic now. And now that you've made it all the way through this ridiculous intro, please enjoy Sarah Williams from Seven Stars. She's the head baker and she's fabulous. Yeah, have fun, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Are we She's good? Like, that is yet to be seen. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> oh, cool, cool, cool. Okay, cool. So Sarah from Seven Stars, we're gonna we do an intro before this anyway. So we used to do this thing, which talk about awkward. We used to introduce the people while they were sitting in mm. front of us. Yeah, and that always felt so weird because we'd be like, "This is Sarah. She is from blah blah blah." Yeah, we just does like blah, talk blah, blah. at them, <laughs> and then we'd be like, "Hi, <laughs> do you want to talk now?" So I've, I noticed that in the more recent podcast i had listened to that yeah it's, it's recorded separately yeah. yeah and it's fun because it gives us it gives nick and i a minute to like kind of um like uh, what's the word like uh think about it in a, in you know you say things in one month and then you listen to it a month later and you're like oh my god i forgot that we did that and i forgot mm-hmm. that this was like this exciting thing or- it is funny too because it's like more awkward when we do them when nobody's here because then like <laughs> Because we say here and then we end up like la- like every single time I do my intro, she laughs in the background and I have to stop myself from laughing. Because it's like this, like it's like you're turning on a voice and I'm like, this is not accurate. This is so silly. And just for the intro, I can't not help myself. It's the only way I can get through it is to do like the announcer voice. Yeah. Like, there's no other well, way you just I can have a natural announcer voice. Yeah, though. right. I just can't talk loud. I have to talk like this the whole time. OK, now that we've tried to make you feel better about you know, being on a podcast yeah. because Nick and I are still noobs at this and we don't know what we're doing 90% of the time. I'm just winging it. Yeah, we're just winging it's it. It's my life. Um, I am so happy to have you here, Sarah, because I'm obsessed, like I said before, with Seven Stars. And I'm so curious because Seven Stars is such a big, and I think we'll get into like a lot of more in-depth stuff, but like when, do you remember the first time you experienced Seven Stars not working for it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I came to Johnson & Wales from Pennsylvania. Okay. And I knew about Seven Stars before I came to Rhode Island because going to Johnson & Wales, I really wanted to focus on artisan bread and pastry. Mm. And Seven Stars was what I wanted to focus on in terms of the product that they made. Yeah. So I knew about Seven Stars before even living here. And then once I moved here and adjusted to going to Johnson & Wales, I made the effort and I think I had to take two buses, oh walk a few blocks <laughs> to get there because I didn't have a car at the time. And um, yeah, I went in often to just, you know, see the product and uh, see what it was all about. Now, when you say that you were like, I think, so I'm not like in the kitchen in terms of in the kitchen, I have zero skill. So the fact that you're like, I was interested in artisan bread. I'm like, oh my God, you can be interested in artisan bread, <laughs> not just like slices of bread. Like what? So when you're a kid in Pennsylvania, what part of Pennsylvania? Uh, so I grew up in Doylestown. Oh, okay. I don't know where that is. I was but... going to say, if you pretend like you know where Doylestown is. <laughs> I don't it's know like where It's like an hour outside of Philadelphia. Okay. I oh, do right. know. So I have a few relatives who live in Pennsylvania. So I am familiar that Pennsylvania has these like very strange, like very like out of the world. T- like my brother's father is from a town called Schuylkillhaven. Yep. And it's like so many strange words. Yeah, like many strange words, and like you go I get there that all the time. And it's Concha like Hawkins, Schuylkill. Yeah, 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 it's like what? Where, people say the same thing it? here, though, because yeah, we have a lot of like Native American yep. names, and anybody that's not yeah. from New England, like there's a series on um, on YouTube that's like uh, it's like Irish people and like British people trying to pronounce New England names, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. This, that is this, pretty funny. It's just so out there for people. Um, but my question is: Is you growing up in Doylestown? Did mm-hmm. I say that right? Um, (laughs) thank you. Um, (laughs) what, were you always into baking? Were you into cooking? Were you like, what got you into artisan bread? Yeah. So the answer is no, it was not always, (laughs) I mean, I always baked growing up with my family and my grandmother and my mom and and all of that. Um, but originally I thought I'd want to go to school for light design for theater or maybe even glass blowing because I did both of those throughout high school. And I, I just think I like really tangible things that I can see and touch it and you know interact with in terms of working Mm -hmm. and one day I was just walking by this bakery in a strip mall and I saw someone baking out of a deck oven through the window 
And I just was like, wow, that looks really cool. Let me apply to work here and see what this is all about. Oh, my God. Um, and they didn't hire me. <laughs> they <laughs> called them. me and the woman on the phone, she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I just don't have any positions for you. And I hung up the phone and, you know, it was going through a moment of shock. And then the phone rang again and it was her. And she goes, but I really feel like I need to find a place for you. So I'm going oh, to. That's cool. And that's how I started working in a bakery. Oh, my God. That's is that place still around? Do you know? It is. And um, so that was. Well, I was probably 16, so 20 years ago. Yeah. And um, I actually still actively talk to the managers from there. They actually were just here to visit a few weeks oh ago. Oh, my God. Um, and I started out front, you know, in the cafe serving, and then over time decided to help in the back. Mm. And that's where I really got hooked. Oh, my God. Also, I'm so sorry to those bakery owners because when you at first you said they weren't going to hire you I said screw them but like thank you guys so much for hiring her and then bringing her to well I know you didn't actually bring her to Rhode Island but like getting her to Rhode Island and then to take over seven stars I appreciate you I love you I was just being I was just acting out yeah it was um, the it was the managers of the bakery the owners I still you know will converse with when yep. I'm there but yep. I actively do communicate with the managers still and um, they've forever been one of my biggest supporters, which Aww. I think is probably why I stay in touch with them. That's um, so cute. but they're just really great people and we connect on the baking level. Yeah. So. Did you, when you were, you know, obviously you started baking when you were 16, you said in, at that shop and that's around the time you decide college. Did you kind of know like right from then, like, okay, my, I'm no more glass blowing, no more lights, only artisan. Yeah, well, I figured I would explore the idea. Mm. So I applied to Johnson & Wales, but also within Providence is RISD. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I had the thought that, you know, if I don't really like baking as much as I think I do when I get there, maybe that's an easy transition mm. to switch over to another school in the same area. Did you know anything about Providence as a city at all being from Pennsylvania? Not until I started to research colleges okay. and then dig in a bit um, before moving here. Well, the, it's pretty The Italian cool. mob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love mob town. <laughs> that's like the only thing your family's like, you're moving to Providence, all those monsters. Oh um, and it's funny because you moved here and now, I mean, obviously if you've been here for, well, how long have you been in Providence area, Rhode um, Island. Since college. So, so about 20 years. So you've seen it really like Yeah, blossom. she can ask you that question. That would feel like me baiting you into being like, well, how old are you? Listen, we're all adults here. It doesn't, age is nothing but a number. But the reason I'm asking is because you, I feel like, well, Seven Stars on its own is like obviously amazing what we all know that. But like Providence, you came here and you got to kind of watch it blossom. And mm -hmm. Seven Stars is, is one of the, I feel like one of the, companies and businesses that helped that because it mm -hmm. made it you know you you could work downtown there's always a place to get like coffee and a snack and it, it's like a fun community place they did some charity work like it must have been cool to like come here and like see its rise yeah and when I started at seven stars we were one store on hope street so now we have five retail locations yeah. and, and a production uh commissary That's in addition crazy. to that so when I was hired originally I think it was about seven or eight months until we moved into our new facility wow so I really you know when I started it grew pretty quickly mm. from there did wow. you so once you were at Johnson & Wales sorry I'm have I have a question about Johnson & Wales what was your actual major at Johnson & Wales baking and pastry baking and pastry okay yeah but I would say I, I love Johnson & Wales. I learned so much from it. But yeah. the actual bread courses at that time were not as focused on artisan bread the way mm. I would want to be. And mm. there was very minimal bread in comparison to cake decorating and uh, sugar yeah. work. And and I learned so much about all of those things. But none of it I was really – none of that particular stuff was I able to really put towards my degree. Okay. And you have to do an internship through Johnson mm. & Wales as a part of um, getting your degree. So – I was looking to go to some kind of artisan bakery mm. to do that so that I could learn more, get paid to learn more yeah, about yeah, what yeah. I yeah. wanted to I was, do. Because like um, the kind of like cooking or baking shows that I will watch are more like the documentary style ones, less like the competition style ones. We had another chef on the other day that was yeah. talking about a competition. Um, and the thing I find interesting about like bread baking especially is that it's like chemistry mm -hmm. and there's a lot Crazy. of like uh you know um it's a lot going on at like the microbial level that you have to understand to make different types of bread so it's yep. like so hyper specific even within like the baking niche which exactly. is very interesting to me yeah and then you know you have different categories of that you know whether you're using sourdough or fresh yeast it, it changes the way you have to think about what you're doing and yeah i know you mentioned earlier not really knowing what artisan 
bread was compared yeah. to sliced bread, but it's usually that like really crusty, mm. um, more open in terms of the crumb bread that you would get. Um, and it's a longer fermentation process. So you get a lot more flavor ah. out of the product because of that versus, you know, like a wonder bread or a yeah. quick sliced bread where it's all fresh yeast and it, you know, the process might be two or three hours where our process is multiple days to make one loaf of bread. That's do you have? Okay. I just got to know because we're talking about bread and then I'll continue asking you personal questions, but what's your favorite Probing bread? Personal question. No, but I mean like more, you know, cause I'm so curious about the, I really love when we talk to people hearing like the journey, like from point A to point mm-hmm. now, but I just want to know what your favorite bread is <laughs> because we're talking about it. And now it's all I can think about at seven stars. Yeah. Or in general, you can do both. Yeah. I would say at seven stars, I love our country bread. Mm. It just, I think it, it is seven stars in terms of what our messaging is. It has a lot of local grains in it that we mill. Um, it is sourdough and it's just a very good staple bread. Yeah. So it's my favorite to eat. Is it? I like, um, you have a cheddar bread. Is it Vermont cheddar? Yep. I love that. I bring that to like Thanksgiving and everyone yeah, they're like it's it, really popular. It's especially <laughs> anything with cheese is oh, always totally. popular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put cheese on anything, and I'll eat it. Yeah. And where I, I'm from, Cumberland, and like we, you know, there's like a rights, and there are some good bakeries. But I think that my family has never been like fresh bread from like this beautiful bakery, and you heat it up, and oh my god, it's so good. So every time we bring it, it's like it's there for like a second, and then it's gone. And my family was the same yeah. until I kind of stumbled across that bakery it's called crossroads yeah i didn't know that there was that kind of bread or product out there you know you see yeah. baguettes at supermarkets but that's not really what we're aiming to produce we want something more unique and oh more God. european it's so inspired. good i like my mouth is watering just like thinking about it whenever there's going to be a snowstorm my husband and i like that's the first like screw the milk and the eggs and whatever we go to seven stars like you guys okay so this is a funny story so the last snowstorm that was like that big, big snowstorm, it was on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. On Friday, you guys posted on Instagram that you're like, we are going to be closed starting at- I like, remember this well, yes. Starting at some time, I literally, and Nick, don't be mad at me because this is during work hours. I literally turned, it was like- How 10, dare you? It was like 10.30 in the morning. I turned to Brian, my husband, and I was like, we need to go now because the, as soon as everyone knows that you guys are going to be closed, there's going to be no bread on the shelves. So we like- put our like our outfits on we like ran to seven stars and i think that they were like at that time it was like 10 minutes after that post it was probably like 20 breads left it's insane insane. i mean we had already that particular time i I said i remember it well because i do remember it very well (laughs) we we try to anticipate when that will happen so we'll try to produce more you know the day before but we're actually two days ahead of the storm we're not one day ahead because of our production process yeah Mm -hmm. and so we produced as much as we could with the starters we had available but it still wasn't enough and we had not made the call to close the stores um on saturday until early friday morning where we had already started mixing Mm -hmm. so um me and one of the other managers whose name is also sarah we still shaped it was just cheese bread that's all that we had mixed so far we still shaped it and yep. we thought maybe we can get this to the stores this afternoon oh my we'll God. proof it really quickly and get it because we had heard the stores were selling out so quickly yep. so we had a, a late like three o'clock delivery oh of cheese God. bread that went out to the stores that sold everyone was sold out already but we still sent it and yep. you know people were so excited and it was warm which yep. is oh. not necessarily what is normal because yeah. we, of how long our process is but um, we just thought, well, why not waste it? Let's yep. just try to get it out and we know it'll sell. Good yeah, job. absolutely. And just as like a side note, and I know we have you here, so I'm going to say thank you to you for you, such a great job. But the team at Seven Stars, like the people who work in the retail, mm-hmm. everyone there is always so amazing. And I'm sure that they get put through the ringer, especially on days like that. So like, thank you to every team at Seven Stars. And thank you, Sarah, for bringing that yeah, that and extra bread. You know, for me, I mostly oversee production, but... I don't like to take the credit because it is my team yeah. that does the work mm. day in and day out. I'm yep. just there to really help guide them yeah. and, you know, challenge them and, and help them yeah. whenever things come up. But they do such an amazing job. Every time. It literally, like, for Thanksgiving when it's crazy, for that mm-hmm. snowstorm when it's crazy. Like, they're always – and honestly, at some point – I mean, I've never seen it, thankfully, because I'm very protective over people. Like, if I see someone, like, acting a fool at a place, I'm always like, can you, like – can we not? And, like – I like push them out of the way. I start a fist fight. I'm just kidding. I don't do that. But I do give them like really mean eyes and I do, you know, I'm not, I'm mean to them. Anyway, um, but your team, everyone at Seven Stars, every location, 
during the busiest seasons during COVID, like they everyone has just been like so wonderful. And and I I I can assume based off of the people I've talked to that it's a great place to work. But you guys really just are all like shiny, sparkly stars in the community. Thanks so you. nice. Yeah, we do try to put a lot back into the team yeah. and um, you know, make them feel appreciated because if you know people are happy where they work, it makes the environment that much better. Totally. And the product too. And I this is something that I didn't know until very recently. Um, so I got married in October and we did this like little breakfast for like the wedding party the next day and we had seven stars cater it. Holy mm-hmm. crap. When I tell you the all of the there was like Danishes and breads and jams and freaking quiche, like, oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> anyway, Sarah, let's talk. Where did you intern? Uh, for Johnson & Wales. So actually seven stars. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I had started looking at other artisan bakeries because I had actually applied to seven stars probably two or three times and didn't get hired. Oh, my God. So um, honestly, I don't even remember if I ever went in for an interview. I've worked there for 16 years now, so it feels so so long ago. Yeah. But I do remember applying and I just thought, well, if I'm not going to get hired there, let me see where else I could go. There's a lot of places out in California and, you know, that I could look into. And as I was looking into the different places I could go, someone in one of my classes came up to me and told me that um, they want that Seven Stars needed a bread mixer. They knew I had experience mixing bread and that um, the owner at the time wanted me to go in for an interview. Wow. And I thought, OK, yeah, let me give it a try. And um, the first thing the owner said at that time was, I don't take interns. And I said, well... I either do my internship and, yeah. and work or I, I can't. can't. Yeah. yeah. So we worked it out and um, I've been there ever since. Oh, my God. I feel like you're um, the like you're a manifesting type of person. Like you came here, you found Seven Stars and you've been here and now you're running like the bakery of Seven. Like that's crazy. It is insane. Yeah. Like that's like in what what I think is cool, obviously, like we are the Hey Roadie podcast. We love Rhode Island. Is that like you came to Jaywoo, you liked Seven Stars, you had thoughts of, you know, maybe going somewhere else. You're clearly very talented. So I'm sure you could have found another place to to settle and to, you know, nurture your career. But you chose here. Hmm. And that makes me happy. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Rhode Island. I always have it to me. Pennsylvania, it is where I grew up, but it's the land of strip malls and it's like <laughs> yeah. chain restaurants and, and Rhode Island is so different than mm-hmm. that. And, you know, we're so close to the ocean. I love being able to see the bay every single day. Yep. Um, and then just the culture and the food in Providence is mm-hmm. amazing. And it's branching out even further than Providence. Now. Oh, yeah. You see it all over the place. Which and is crazy. It's just a great community, too. Yeah. yeah, little hubs pop up all over the place. You yeah. know, South County or uh, East Bay with like Warren, Warren and Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they just slowly, you know, one or two places go in and then it just kind of slowly expands until all of a sudden everybody notices that there's like, oh, there's a whole new food place <laughs> yeah, over there's there. There's a new yeah. food scene in Rhode Island, like a whole, like a whole, like even whole West, Westerly in Rhode Island. Like I will be the first to admit that I hardly ever go to Westerly because in terms of Rhode Islander, it's but like it's a, so great. It's so oh, great. It's awesome. And yeah. there's so many, we just had a chef um, from uh, one of the Westerly restaurants and she was talking about it. I'm like, oh my God, like I feel like a bad person, like a bad Rhode Islander for never going in there. Um, you obviously lived in Providence for some time. Do you still live in Providence now? Uh, no, I lived in East Greenwich for a while, mm-hmm. but then my husband and I bought a house in West Warwick, but we're in the strangest part where it's like <laughs> West Warwick, Coventry, Hope, okay. like all of these places meet. Yeah. And it's, it sounds, it's a very bizarre place to live, but yeah. we love our house. So oh, we're good. committed to making it work. For yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, that area of Warwick is weird because it's, it's like strange. same road as like a few different towns and different like zip codes on the same road but it's really convenient um to get to the bakery it's so yep. 20 minutes i'm not a rhode islander but i do kind of fall into that sometimes <laughs> now that i've been here for so long well once you get used to things like being 20 minutes away it's hard to go back exactly totally and do you so we i know we mentioned this earlier before we started recording but so there's uh the west side seven stars of hope street cranston and where are the other you said there's five altogether. um so one in rumford Oh, shoot. I've never been to that yeah, one. Yeah, in the old Rumford Baking Powder Mill. So that was our third location. It was Hope Street and then Broadway and yep. then Rumford Baking Powder Mill. Um, and that particular f- place, um, they were looking for a bakery to be in the mill because okay. they transitioned it to a live workspace. Oh, cool. Um, so I believe um, the old owners, Lynn and Jim, were approached uh, um, by the people that own that building and asked, um, you know, if a bakery, if we would be interested in going in there. 
and then um, Cranston. And yeah. our most recent location is on Point Street. It's the old Olga's. Oh, duh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I literally drive by that every day when I go to work. And I've been. And I'm like, why can't I think of the last location? And it's such a, that is such a good spot. It's a great spot. Especially yep. with Tiny Bar, like right next mm-hmm. there. Like it's kind of like a day to night sort of situation. Get your coffee, then go get a martini or yep. something. Yeah, I was also like, I was a little bummed when Olga's moved out of there. And yeah. then I saw Seven Stars going. I was like, oh, okay. That's yeah, nice. we're fine with it. Like, at least it's a good thing replacing a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I got yeah. fine with that. Do you have a favorite? Like if you were not, I know this. This is like kind of a stupid question because I'm hoping on your day off you don't go to Seven Stars to like work on your computer. But if you were to choose a location that's your favorite to like sit hmm. and enjoy a coffee, which would be your favorite? Ooh, um, I mean the Point Street location is just beautiful. Yeah, it's a it's really so, great so place. Lots of uh, natural light in there, yeah. so it is really nice. I also like Cranston too because it t- tends to not be as crazy busy. It's big in there too. Like yeah. you, if you get like. I mean, I'm always at the Hope She One and I am there all the time and I sit and I work and whatever, but it's small, which I some I sometimes like that. But if I want like a little space, I mm-hmm. like, I also really like the one on Broadway. I yep. love the, the tile in there, like the yep. floor. It's like that like intricate, like blue and white, like cool. It feels fun when I'm there. Like it feels, I don't know. It's cool. I think, Stop yeah. Stop giving me that look. I just like seven stars a lot. They're all great. In different ways, yeah. because the Rumford location, too, has this really cool mural on the wall from when oh. it was the Rumford Baking Powder Mill, and they'd have baking competitions. So I feel like each store has its own little yep. unique spin to it, which mm-hmm. makes them interesting. It's funny because my so my um, dad's side of my family is from Rumford, and I, I'm not there like often, even though it's literally like 10 minutes from my house. Um, I, I feel like a bad seven stars stand that I didn't know that there was one in Rumford. That's crazy. Yep. Like I should bring my grandmother there. She'd be there so happy. Get some nice fresh fresh baked bread. And- I know. Um, speaking of baked bread and baked goods, uh, we, so I know your favorite bread from Seven Stars. What's your favorite pastry? Uh, Queen Amon. Is, okay. That's I really do like that guy. I can never say it right. I always sound, sound silly saying it. But the one that I just love. Just have to commit to it. You do. It's like, you know when you're like. Full send. Yeah. Go no, I can't. It. I'm just like, can I have that one? I'm sure everyone does yeah. that. <laughs> like, I want to say it. it, but I don't we, know. We went through when we were, when I developed that one. And I think that's part of why I, I connect with it so much. Because like you invented that? Not the Queen Amon in general, but, but our version girl, of it. That's um, so cool. I had. Yeah, I had taken a class on, you know, croissants a while back, and um, we had talked about bringing Queen Amon into Seven Stars. We hadn't made it at the time, yeah. so it took us a while to develop it, but I think that's part of why I feel so connected to yeah. it, because it's, it's just like such baby. a... That, and it's a very unique pastry that a lot of people didn't know before it came here. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it was more popular on the West Coast, but I remember we had a specific conversation about do we put the phonetic way of how you say it underneath yeah. to make people feel more comfortable, you yeah. know, to, to say it. But yeah, I nah, just, point just to let it. it's overwhelming to look at. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's so, and especially when you're at the counter of seven, so for whoever has never been to seven stars, who's listening to this, first of all, that's a shame. You need to go. But when pause you pause this podcast, pause this pause, stars. go to go to the closest seven stars and pick up a tree. No, but when you walk up to the window, it's just there's so many beautiful like treats to choose mm-hmm. from. So the one that I have to tell you, and I don't know if you created it, but I hope you did. Um, do you have like a lemon cake? Oh, yep. Is that from you? No, it's that's not from you. I think ear. that's probably original. It is one of the first things I also purchased from Seven Stars yeah. the first time I went there. That cake, I've never, it literally tastes like there's like lemon, like it's water, like it, I hate the word, the M word, moist. I hate that word. But moist. it's like so, it's like, I feel like it's only acceptable when you're describing baked goods because yeah, there's yes, no other even good then, way to describe like, them. I don't like the way it sounds. I don't know. It's one of those words. Some you know? people don't. It's just one of those words. Anyway, but you bite into it and you're like, wait, how is this thing that's so perfectly baked and like, like, what's that word? Like, not crunchy, but like toasted or whatever on the outside. Yep. So like soft and like juicy on the inside. Do you yeah. want to know? I do want to know. <laughs> I won't do it. Like, yeah, I no. don't know how, but I'm because the first time. I ate it, and I will never forget this. My husband and I bought our house near Seven Stars. We were doing a move-in thing, and as a treat, mm-hmm. I went and I bought like a box of treats for everyone, and I got that one. And I took a bite out of it, and I was like, "Whoa!" Because I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I was expecting yeah. like a lemon muffin. It's like watery on the inside. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. So once it's baked, we soak it in a lemon simple syrup. 
basically. So it's um, water, sugar, and lemon stay? juice. Oh, because once it's fully baked, we dump we dunk them when they're hot. That's the best way oh. to go about it. But they are actually baked in those cups that you see the muffins in. So yeah. we'll have to peel them and then dunk them. Um, and if they're warm, they absorb the the liquid a bit easier. That still doesn't like make sense in my brain. But like, I guess I can understand why that. You have to try one, Nick. It's like insane. It's I like, like looks so. like a muffin, and you're like, okay, this is gonna be like a normal muffin. It's just like crazy. It's insane how like flavorful and like juicy it is on the inside it just like you guys should just have sasha stand at the front door <laughs> this drive-in business have you, you guys know, tried this yet <laughs> you know i could be a good spokesperson for seven stars i'm just saying um do you okay so not i know that we're like hopefully this is for real this time starting to get out of like the covid yep. craziness but when that the and i didn't even think about this until you started talking about artisan bread but there was that big like everyone was making sourdough did you get like a yep. hundred phone calls? Like, where can I get a star- starter? Yep. <laughs> it, um, <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. I'm not giving. Did you guys start selling them at all during? COVID? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we always have sourdough around, and we would get the request before here and there because yeah. people are interested to try, and it's easier to take one that someone already has and mm-hmm. kind of maintain it. Um, but that it got a little crazy <laughs> during COVID, e- even just people wanting bread specifically versus pastry. Yeah. Um, we had to really rethink our whole, the way we operate when our store shut down and we were still yep. doing wholesale for, um, you know, restaurant, not restaurants, sorry, um, supermarkets. Yep. And, but then we were also doing these little bread pop-ups outside of the stores. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them at all, but they were all pre-order. During COVID? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a little table sort of set up and you had to call in before, like use the app or whatever. Yeah. You had a yep. pre-order and mm-hmm. then everything would be packed, ready to go. Yep. And you would just show up and we'd either drop it in your trunk or, yes. you know, in your car, however you wanted it. And um, the starter became a very popular thing that people were asking for. So we actually came up with, you know, some instructions on how to take care of it and, you know, just some simple how to's for it. And it died down a lot. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. also our milled flour became very, very popular. Really? Because we do sell, we mill all of our whole grain flour in house. So we do sell um, whole wheat flour in the store and during that time we were milling you know 50 pound bags just to bag rebag for flour sales wow. because people were just wanting to bake at home and do something different and yeah, yeah. it was like yeah. <laughs> i loved it i thought it was so great yeah i remember seeing a meme that was like uh like sourdough starter is uh an adult tamagotchi because <laughs> <laughs> everybody has to like take care of it and make sure they don't kill it yeah, yeah this is funny it, to me. it was funny too because on the instructions we would give i put my email on it that you know oh if you have any God. questions so i don't and we were saying this so earlier you had to hire i don't think somebody you were to answer your emails <laughs> no, no no it was more that you know i don't get to interact with the customers yeah. as much because yeah. we're behind the scenes we're in the commissary when i first started i was working out of hope street and i did get to hear you know customer compliments and or even you know feedback from them a lot more often and since mm-hmm. we've been in the commissary i'm not a huge um i don't want to say i'm not a people person i'm not great with you're an like, in- introvert is that the word yeah like introvert versus that. extrovert a lot of bakers are yeah. um but it, it was nice to have a little bit more of a connection with customers during mm-hmm. that time and you know they'd email me ask me questions but then be like oh look at this bread that oh, i made and it was just cool. something unexpected out of yeah. covid that happened but um i i enjoyed it yeah. And every once in a while, I still get someone let, that'll pop into my inbox. Oh, I know it's been a while, but I have this question. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. And like if they send you like a picture of it like done and you're like, oh, good job. Like or like you did OK. <laughs> that's not what it's supposed well, to look and, like. And for an introvert, like what a perfect way to be able to interact with yeah. people without having them like bombard you like yep. at work. You can, you know, answer at your leisure. Exactly. Think about your answer before you have to give it. Exactly. Like, you don't feel yep. like you're put on the spot. It's a right up the alley of an introvert that was perfect and not to sound like a complete like dummy but i just sometimes i'm like a little um like blinded by certain things like i have no idea i'm like you know i enjoy the sourdough or the country bread or the and i have literally zero idea any of the effort that goes into it because i'm like these are people who are like professionals went to school well i don't need to like you know i'm never gonna make these things yep but during that whole covid thing like i didn't realize that you like needed a starter to like i was like why are people freaking out and then like i did some looking and i was like oh shoot in like like nick said it is like actually i know baking in general is more of like a science thing yep but mm-hmm. like this sort of baking is like a neuroscience sort of thing <laughs> like it is like so intense 
I mean, you can think of it that way, but over time, someone who doesn't understand the science at all could be an incredible baker yeah. and vice versa. Or you could understand the science and not be a great baker. It's it's more about understanding how it works in your environment yep. and adjusting as needed. And that just comes with time. But, um, you know, we have some bakers with us that don't understand any of the science behind it, but they know how to make really great They're bread. They're amazing at it. Yeah. yeah. So I, there is that part of it, but there's also just that tangible and intuitive part that yeah. you have to have both sometimes to be really, really great. Yeah, Leave saw, it to the bread neuroscience to make it seem like bread is easy to make. <laughs> Don't get, put me in your in, in your kitchen for five minutes and you, it'll be like, um, just like flour everywhere. <laughs> I, uh, I saw, I don't remember what it, who it was. Somebody was comparing, they were making the, the comparison of uh, like a cook versus a baker. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said like, essentially like a, a cook is like a um, improvisational um, actor. And then yep. a baker is like a method actor where oh. they stick to the script and they're in it. And you have to just, you have to do the thing by the book because it's all chemical interactions that have to work properly to get what you want. A cook can just, my mom used to say this all the time. She likes to bake. She's not the greatest at it. She's yep. gotten way better over the years. But like when you're just cooking, you can be like, oh, I want a little extra salt in yeah. this or I want this or you know what? I'm going to throw bay leaves in or whatever. If you decide to just start throwing <laughs> random ingredients into a bake, it's not, not going to go well. No. And, you know, that to me, that sentiment is true for someone who's less experienced, though. You know, mm-hmm. as you become a more experienced baker, you understand and learn how to manipulate things, <gasps> yeah. but more on a controlled level, not a, oh, I just feel the need to do this yeah, yeah. right now. It's more, okay, I want to add olives into this dough. What yeah. adjustments do I need to make so that it comes out correctly? You understand the chemical process enough that when you introduce, say, cheese and that has like a certain amount of acidity, you have to offset it with something else wow. or what yeah. have you. It, for bread, it's more salt. Anything that salty will slow down the fermentation so you have to adjust that's the biggest one that we encounter oh. the most you're you're like the meryl streep of baking this is you can do improv <laughs> comedy and you can also do drama it's crazy although it does give me anxiety when others try to <laughs> do things i feel more comfortable when i'm in control but <laughs> yeah i can imagine now i want to know um obviously like i want to just pick your brain about baked goods all day but like when you're not baking do you have a favorite like type of food that you like to eat or cook like go out to dinner or anything like that yeah um my husband and I we try to just pick out different things all the time Mm. we like to just try new things or find something that we've never made before and make it to just keep it interesting but also to learn a bit yeah um his family has this really cool tradition that every Christmas instead of just doing like holiday foods they choose a different region or place like we're going to do Spanish foods or oh we're going God. to do cool. you know like Italian and then you get to kind of dive into that which I think is really fun That's and so cool. cool um and we try to do the same when we go out to eat we like to find new places yep. and just explore um Rhode Island itself but also you know Massachusetts or wherever we happen mm. to be yeah um we do like to go hiking and and do you know things outside in the Mm. summer um so we'll try we'll pick a place to go and say where can we go around here whether it's like a brewery or a restaurant or oh that's so cool i love when you go to like family um events are they always like oh don't worry she's got the baked goods down or do you try are you like can i bake the mashed potatoes for once (laughs) like uh it goes back and forth i usually bring something but i like to make other things yeah too um but usually holiday time we're crazy busy at um, the bakery so yeah. I try not to commit to too much so you're like do not even look at me with flour I don't even want to see that for right. two days just grab some stuff from the bakery and like, yeah hey, it's cool. more about Good finding the time yeah. during that time of year that's gotta be I mean that's gotta be so hard does your husband also like to cook and bake or is he like leave it up to you he likes to cook mm. not so much bake um, his line of work is very different mm-hmm. he does um, audio and video work oh cool um, but he does like to cook a lot and yep. like grilling and smoking and all of that he likes to dive into. Oh, so you, have, nice. so you, he does like a smoked meat. You make the the buns. There you oh go. my god, it's a marriage made in heaven. Yep, it's absolutely. <laughs> We've definitely perfect. done similar things before. Yeah. Oh my god, That's I love funny. that. And it's funny too because I like this just popped into my head. But for a very long time, I know it's baking. Like you bake bread, you bake cookies. It's baking. Mm-hmm. But like in my head, they're not the same. Mm-mm. Like like uh, you know somebody calls themselves a baker. For some reason, I just will automatically go to 
pastries that happens desserts. a lot yep whereas like i don't know if there i feel like there should be like another like maybe just bread maker or i don't know mm-hmm. like because it just everybody's head goes that way mm. and bread seems like its own beast yeah but then you have something like a croissant where it's a um, fermented dough that is then made into a pastry a little oh bit God. of both yeah that's like which is probably my favorite thing to, to make, make croissants yeah because it's just so challenging to get it right mm. let alone um consistently on a day-to-day basis yep and there's just so many steps and it's so intricate and um, very satisfying when when they come out perfect what about bagels do you do bagels? No. It's like a, that's, bagels that's, is that's another. Its own. Yeah, that's, that's, right. It's yeah, like, totally. You need different equipment. It's a totally oh, different okay. animal. The process is different. It's like uh, I know the people like that do like uh the, like new york style like jewish deli mm-hmm. bagels uh-huh. are like you know you're in there at like two o'clock in the morning starting your bagels and i like, mean we run 24 7 yeah we never stop seven so, stars does yep Holy the production moly. facility uh, yeah we're con- there's always somebody there wow. doing something at all hours of the day oh my god you guys are honestly like an uh, uh i i mean it is like super inspiring to to speak with the uh, one of the people who like helps it go you know who created i'm not gonna say the the pastry name um but like it's the fact that your team is so well um like oh, I, I this is so cheesy but like so well oiled and like mm-hmm. can keep things going and every time you go into a shop there's always i mean obviously things sell out because like obviously it's so good but like there's always something there and there's always something going on and you guys do pop-ups and how hard is it to find a third shift baker um, I mean, to find <laughs> anyone so right now, but to yeah. find any employees is challenging yeah. right now, just in the environment that we're in. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, we recognize when they do come along. And even if we don't have a spot, we mm-hmm. try to make a spot because we know we'll probably need yep. the hands at some point or we may have someone leave and then we're able to kind of slide that person in. But we really try if we see someone that comes along, even if we don't have something open, we try to make a spot for them yep. because we know how special that is to find, you know, someone even or the and they might move side. to a different state if you if they can't find a job here. So then they're just gone. Yeah. <laughs> and like someone did that for you and now you're doing that for other people. <laughs> I never so thought about cute. it like that. But there you go. Yeah. Oh, my God. And even the people from Seven Stars who didn't do internships, like they saw something. I feel like I gave him a, or Jim a bad rap when I just said that. So no, no, no. Um, Jim and Lynn opened the bakery and they are the founders. Yeah. And I learned so much yeah. from both of them. Mm. And I think it was just at that time, it was like, we just need someone to work. To work, yeah. Yeah. Well, internships is like structure around yes. internships, certain amount and of it, hours. It takes time and, yeah. to totally. do the, you know, as a um, manager, it takes time on our end to fill out the forms yeah. and like, help them with their projects. And with, a, so, I mean, I don't mean to be, and internships are great, but sometimes like it takes more time to train someone yep. than to, for them to actually help with your business. And they might. And they're not around that Well, long. that's the problem, yeah, right? So it's like you're only thing. here for three months. Yeah. And that was a conversation that we had. And I, I knew I would stay on through the summer and I wanted continued employment when I went back because that was when I was getting my associates and I was going to go back for, um, you know, four years. And I just, de- and I actually just decided to stop going to school um, after my associates because yeah. I was learning so much more working than yeah. I was in school yeah. about what I wanted to learn and yeah. I was getting paid to learn. Yeah. So it's more of an apprenticeship, you know? Yeah. And totally. it just didn't make sense to keep pouring money into a school that mm. I was learning skills that were great and interesting. But not what you were interested not, in. Yeah. Not something I felt mm-hmm. like I could use in the real world. And mm. You know, I have that conversation a lot with people that are applying where they're like, well, I didn't go to school and that's okay. Yeah. You know, we can, we can train pretty yeah. much anyone who wants to learn. It's probably better. It's almost, I mean, I would assume that in that scenario, it's almost better because you can kind of mold them into yeah. like what you guys, are, what is important to like what a seven stars recipe is. Cause it might yeah. be totally different than like what It's always else, different. Yeah. I can't even imagine how like more intricate you guys have been doing it for so long i'm sure that there's so many like components that are so important yeah and you know bakeries bread bakeries everywhere operate completely different Mm. we run 24 7 by necessity we have to because we have limited space but we also have deliveries that happen in the middle of the night different pickup times and we have five locations we have to get product to so that product has to leave our facility at three in the morning to be able to get to all the stores before they open Um, But some bakeries that are on site, they may not work overnight. They may come in at that 2 a.m. to Mm -hmm. to bake product for that one store. But we're baking for five locations plus all of our wholesale. So every bakery is set up differently based off of 
is it in store? Is it a commissary? Is mm. it well, who are you supplying? Do you have to cool and bag the bread? There's just so much more to it. Yeah. Um, but because of that, anywhere you go to work, we'll have a different setup and mm-hmm. you can manipulate the process with bread specifically to fit what works for you, mm. which is part of the cool part about it. This uh. may seem like a, a weird question and oh, it might God. be uncomfortable. So like we can get rid of it if we need to. But like how, how so common scared. is like an NDA? in baking like when you or a non-compete or yeah because it, it seems like a lot of trade secret kind of stuff like you don't want the people down the road that want to open a bakery to all yeah. of a sudden just be making your bread yeah but so for me it's less about the actual recipe and more about the process ah. and how how we treat that product and also our ingredients mm-hmm. so i you know, if someone wants that lemon cake recipe, you could take it and try it and you may not get the results that we get because yep. it's just very different doing it at a home level versus doing it at the scale that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we often have to rethink some of our recipes because as we grow, they don't work the mm-hmm. same anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think it's less about the actual numbers on the paper and more about how you work with that product. Mm-hmm. And, you know, specifically with the bread, the fermentation, knowing how to adjust when, the, you know, for your house. Is your house hot? Is it cold? That changes mm-hmm. fermentation times. Yeah. Is your starter healthy? Is it not? Oh, um, my God. So there's just, you know, for a bread recipe, I could give it to you and you could try yeah. to make it, but that doesn't mean that you would ever get the results. The same results. Get. Yeah. Gotcha. The, cre- the fact that you have to worry about, like, the temperature of your house is, like, blowing mm-hmm. my mind. This is, like, The all... temperature of everything. This is crazy to me. <laughs> Humidity, like, too. All I that, can't so, even yeah. fathom. This. I mean, this time of year when the weather is super strange, where it's hot one day and cold the next, we get really strange things happening through the bakery because of our temperature control, yeah. where we have heat on, but it needs to be cooling. But we haven't switched over and then all of a sudden all of our starters are a little bit active because oh of that. God. Or, you know, yeah, our humidity is huge in the summer. We lose the crustiness of our bread because of how hot it becomes. Uh-huh. So, you know, knowing how to handle that on yeah. the customer level, how you can get that crust back when you get home. Oh, my gosh. I feel wow. like I'm going to have to, like, try to make sourdough after this conversation. My I favorite feel like I'm part very about... overwhelmed. I'll but... give you my email. <laughs> my <laughs> favorite. And I don't... <laughs> I don't even know why I just find it so satisfying, especially when a like somebody who knows what they're doing does it. But I think it's sourdough. The cut on the, the sourdough score. on the top. And when somebody really and just when it's good and it just like parts perfectly down the middle and like it's just very satisfying. We call that earring, but yes. Yeah. It's called earring? Like when it yeah, the ear when oh, it rises. Oh, okay. All right, really quick, I I wanna take a step back again, um, because a few a few things. So you were in JWU. Yep. You applied for internship at, at at Seven Stars. Yep. You had something special. They said yes. Thank God. Changed their lives. She um, applied for a job like three times and, and, and it didn't happen. Internship. <laughs> hey, listen, you get that. I mean, you're persistent. Things happen for a reason. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. So I'm just, and you started as you said, a bread mixer. Yeah, that's all I did was mix. So where does your, and you can make this as short or as long as, po- as, as you feel comfortable saying, but where did, from there, how did you get to where you are now? Yeah. So in that, when we were working out of Hope Street, I was solely just a mixer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mixed for, I don't know, probably two or three years pretty exclusively, but it went from one person doing the shift to two mm. and then eventually to three because of how much we were mixing and how long the process takes and how many, um, you know, our mixer was only so big. So we might have to do two mixes of certain items because yep. we had too much to fit in one bowl. Um, and then once we moved into the new production facility in Pawtucket, which was you know, about eight or nine months after I had started, um, I started to work through other parts of the process, yep. you know, learning how to shape and learning how to do some of the bake. I went into pastry. I did pastry mixing. I learned how to process all the pastry. And then um, over time, had worked my way through all of the shifts yep. and then eventually was promoted to an assistant manager. Um, and I don't really remember. I was thinking about this earlier, how many years that was in. Yeah. Um, and then shortly after that, the manager left and I ended up taking on the, the manager role. Wow. Um, I think I've been in the role for six-ish years. Damn. I would have to go back and look. Um, but we've changed so much over that time because we went from one store to now five Five, retail stores and expanded our wholesale and lived through a pandemic and lived through a pandemic. (laughs) So now, you know, I was the only manager when I was promoted at the time. And now I have four managers underneath Mm. me that help oversee the different departments. Oh, so and and your departments would be like 
bread, pastry. Savory. Savory. Okay. Savory is one department. Yeah. So savory is what um, they make all the sandwiches and salads that you see in the stores. And they also prep any savory ingredients we need for pastry Mm. or bread items like they cut all the cheese. They process all the fillings for the quiche. Yep. Um, they help with the breakfast sandwiches, but they assemble all the sandwiches and salads every morning. Um, so one savory manager, one pastry manager, and then two bread managers because the bread process runs over 24 hours. And it's like oh. your bread, even though someone might just see like, oh, bread, your bread is like part of like every other kind of like your bread goes into the sandwiches. Some of the bread is part of the, the like the you said the thing about like making croissants comes from this and like it's all yeah. kind of intricate from that starting of the bread. Yeah. So um, I mean, not everything, but a lot of all of our bread for our sandwiches, we bake overnight that previous night and leave it for the savory team. They come yeah. in and they'll they'll slice it and build the sandwiches on it. So yeah. everything's fresh daily. Um, and then, you know, there's some things that are built on pastry items like a biscuit or Mm. a croissant. So, um, but it all starts with either milling or the starters. Mm. Have you like it? And I've asked this question to like a few of the brewers we've had on, but have you ever done something like so wacky in the bakery and you're like, there's no way this is going to be good. And it's like delicious. Or you do something, you're like, this is going to be great. And you're like, this did not work. I'm sure there's a lot of examples. There's ideas that we have that we just can't um, execute because yep. we're off site. Yep. And that's where more of that comes from. We're like, oh, we just can't do this because we can't send it refrigerated or, yep. or whatever. So we are a bit limited because of being off site with mm-hmm. some of the things that we would like to do yep. um, with our bread or pastry specifically. Yeah. Because it's like, I feel like, well, like you were saying, like, oh, you can throw like olives. Who said olives? Did you say olives? Yep. Yeah. I would never even think to put olives in a bread. Olive, olive bread is a thing, right? You guys sell I olive brought bread. you one, yeah. You did? I was going to say, you. I, it's one of our most popular ones, so I figured, yeah. yeah. It's so funny because I actually don't really like olives, but I feel like I could get down with olive bread. We'll see. It's, you know, I don't think before I worked in a bakery, before that first one, I had ever thought about olive bread either. Yeah. And that particular bakery makes a green olive bread that's a little bit spicy. Yeah. And it's so good. Oh, my gosh. Um, but... At Seven Stars, ours is Kalamata and oil cured, so it's a different take on it. But mm. a lot of bakeries, it is a, a staple that you'll find at a lot of places. Yeah. Um, but it is really good in yeah. a way that you might not expect. It's best with cream cheese. Oh. Toasted with cream cheese. That's oh my, my favorite God. way to eat it. I think I have cream cheese in my house for once. <laughs> I will say, like, I love um, my favorite thing to do on, like, if if my husband and I are, like, having a date night. At, how, at the house, we'll, like, go to Seven Stars and get, like, one of the – I don't know what type it is, but the long bread, like a baguette. Like a baguette, yep. And then we go to the olive oil place across the street oh, yep. and get, like, a fun olive oil. And then we go to the liquor store and get a bottle of wine. And it's, like, <laughs> right on that little area – I mean, I feel very spoiled living where I live on Hope Street because there's There's always, so much there. It's so And every place is so good. The people who own those stores are so wonderful and friendly. And it's just, like, oh, my God, I'm so spoiled. You should live on Hope Street. Then we could hang out. It would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> My commute to work would be so much easier. Right. Then I could be like, hello, hello, I need I need a starter. <laughs> Please help me with this starter. Um, I, yeah, this, I mean, I'm so happy that I got to chat with you and, and hear about, like, your experience about coming here and living in Rhode Island and then, like, you know, creating those crazy desserts. I'm not going to say the name. <laughs> Again, I'm going to call them those, that she dessert. We'll work it. on it together. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Send me like an email with like the phonetic way to say it. And then I'll just like practice every you day. Know, I'll just be like. I was going to bring this up earlier. And this is just a, such a random thought. But because we're talking about bread. <laughs> and I think we talked about sliced bread earlier. You know, there's a saying like, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yep. It wasn't that long ago that it dawned on me that like. And this is such a stupid thing to admit, but that like at one point you couldn't get sliced bread. Like somebody, like right now it seems so bread. obvious, yeah. but somebody at some point was just like, why don't we slice it? Yep. And everybody's like, oh my God, what a genius. Like, well, have you that... ever tried to slice bread yourself? Yeah, it's like, a nightmare. A it's terrible. It's never right. It's honestly. Especially a soft bread. You just squish the hell out of it. Well, or I do at least. I have harder time with it. Like, because sometimes at Seven Stars, if I don't have time, I'll just grab like the full loaf mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, I'll cut this at home. And the, sp- the pieces are, man, are they messed up. One is like, Five inches thick. One is like a like a tiny point five inches thick. It's yep. yeah. And then I try we to make a real cheese, and it doesn't work. Yeah, for pan breads, I would say slice them at the store. But for any of the other breads, I wouldn't just because they'll hold better if oh. they're whole and you know cut as needed. But if you're specifically making a sandwich, 
I would slice it. Um, but baguettes too, they'll stale a lot faster really? if you get them sliced. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, whenever I have one of your bread loaves in my house, they last like maybe 48 hours. So <laughs> yeah. I think like the whole time I'm not, I'm not super worried because like it's going to be gone in like a day. Yeah. So I, I didn't know it was a thing until my mom bought one, but they had, they have like, I don't know if this is like a gimmick thing or if it's a real thing, but it's like a bread cutting board. So it's got like slats. Oh, so really? when you cut your bread, if it's crusty bread, it falls into the slats and not all over the place. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and like a good bread knife, and it like made all the difference in the world. Especially she it's like had, a guide. She went through a phase where you know, like it was really popular to have like the bread machine for mm-hmm. a long time. Oh yeah, we uh, had one. They still are, but not at like they were like maybe early two thousands or something. And she used to make bread like every <laughs> single day. And was it as good? soon as she found, oh, it was great. Oh, good. But as soon as she found that board, she it was like a blew everybody's minds. So I was like, you just came makes- home and there was like 10 <laughs> loves of bread. You're yeah. like, mom, calm down. Really I don't know it. how you eat through all of that. We would eat like one loaf at like dinner. There's like, well, it's you in their family is like all really tall men. Right. Like yeah, well, you- I mean, my mom's, uh, my mom's side is, uh, she's French. So she's a little, little French lady. And then my stepdad is so pretty small. So your mom is and then tiny it, but me and, and then my, you just have huge brother. Like my brother's sons. six, four. I'm about six, one. Uh, my mom's probably, I don't know, five, that's six. Wrong. That feels wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's too, that's that, but the my brother is like off. a, he can eat 10 pounds of food. It's insane. It's I wish. Ridiculous. So he um, would eat the whole loaf himself. That's fine. Thank you for that little um insight into your family, Nick. <laughs> yeah, everybody just got a full breakdown. Now, yeah, it yeah. all makes way more sense, right? Um, but I know we've taken up some of your time, and I know you probably have. I don't know. Ho- hopefully, you get like salad days off, even though it's twenty four hour baking. Oh yeah, I mean it's so helpful with the other managers now. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, but yeah, typically I have two days off a week. Oh, and, good. You but you just them. never know if there's something that happens. We may get a call in the middle of the night if mm-hmm. one of the oh pieces of equipment God. is down or what have you. Um, but the, like I said, the team is so great. They're really great with problem solving yeah. in the moment. And usually if the, if we do get a call, it's more like, hey, I'm going to do this. I just want to make sure this just, is it's okay. okay. Like, give me the, yeah. the go ahead. Or do you think I'm thinking in the right way? Yeah. So. How hard is it? Um, is the equipment relatively standard? Like if you have to have like a a tech come out to fix like one of your, I have to imagine you have big industrial equipment. Yep. Uh, is that like a night, like, Oh my God, it's going to take them a week to get out here. Or is it relatively straightforward? There's specific people, um, that work at, you know, some of the companies that will call that know our equipment mm. well, because they work on it often and will yeah. request certain techs that mm. way to make it a bit easier. We also know how to do some troubleshooting in house. And we have someone that we can call on that can help us if we feel a little bit out of our depth. Yeah. Um, and then we can determine who to call next, but it's not standard. Um, some of the equipment is our rack ovens are, but our deck oven is not, it's, you know, it's not super common. So you mm-hmm. kind of have to learn how to work on it over time. Yeah. Um, and you only call on a tech when it's like something catastrophic or you need like an mm-hmm. entire part replaced or something. Yeah. Or it's a, a part that we can't get to or can't access for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Gotcha. But I learned a lot about equipment when yeah, I was yeah. kind of coming up through the ranks and had to do a lot of things over the phone yeah. with Jim. He would be telling me, okay, now do this, now do that. Cause he was out of town. I'm like, I don't know if I, I can do it, it, but I'm going to try. I feel like who, they, whoever the tech is that gets called to service seven stars, probably like, hell yeah. Cause you, you know, they're going to go there and they're going to get some bread. I mean, you would be a fool not to. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I, it's the same thing with anything you're working with big equipment on. Like, even when I was like a dishwasher at a restaurant, yeah. I never would have thought I would have had to learn how to like pull apart a dishwasher. Well, like, yeah, things know? that you never think of are open up a mixer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know how to check certain things. And I can also say, I know this is wrong, but I know I can't fix it. I can't it. fix it. But yeah. at least then I can relate to the tech. Hey, it's this thing that you yeah. showed me last time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's doing that again. Come help. Yeah. Man, your brain just works in so many ways. Like equipment, starters, temperature of rooms. This is very intimidating for my brain. <laughs> I'm like, this is like, cra- I can't believe people's brains work like this. Um, and you're like such a nice, wonderful person. Thanks Thank for coming. Thanks for coming in. This Thanks for been, having me. Oh my God, this has been so much fun. Yeah, this I'm, has been awesome. I know. I wish that you sometimes worked at the Hope Street location because when I go in, I'd be like, hey, is Sarah there? <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll be there. I I like to go and see the product. Yeah. Because, you know, when we're at production, if I go in at anywhere, well, really anytime past 3 a.m., all the product is gone from the overnight. So for me to really see what happened overnight, if I'm not there, I have to go to a store. You have to go check on your little babies. To be able to really see it. 
Um, so I do pop in and, and kind of see what's what's going on. Oh, I'm on. gonna be looking for you, girl. She's here somewhere. Where is she? <laughs> um, but no, thank you so much for coming in and um also listeners, she brought us treats. Yeah, Sorry and, um, to tell you. Best way to follow y'all on social media, websites, what's the best way to keep up with what's going on, any kind of specials, things like that. Seven stars? Yeah. yeah. Or and, you and, personally. And you. Yeah. If you, if you or have not like an Instagram you. or it can just be seven stars. Yeah, seven stars. We have all of the above. So we have a Facebook, we have an Instagram, um, seven stars bakery at seven stars bakery. Um, and then obviously our website's a really great place. Specifically, if anyone's looking for a job, we have all of our current postings up there. Um, and then me personally, you'll see me commenting here on things there. here and there. If you want to follow <laughs> me, feel free. I'm going to follow you. I need to know where you are at all times. <laughs> I'm going to force you to be my friend. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm not it's that fine. creepy. It happens. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, definitely keep up with the seven stars um, Instagram as someone who follows it avidly. Um, Avidly, is that the right word? Yeah. Avidly. Ab- an avid reader. An avid reader. Yeah. yeah, we do post very regularly. Yeah, and you're ve- so. everything is very informative. So if mm-hmm. people are looking for hours or specials, you know, find them there and go taste all of Sarah's like delicious treats, especially the one that I can't pronounce. Clean <laughs> them on. Yeah. There it is. I was going to say we needed it one more <laughs> one time. One more time. Um, but thank you so much, Sarah. This is great. I can't wait to snack on some beautiful treats. And go to